Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. If people truly and deeply understand the vision and your mission, they will feel the motivation. They will feel the purpose of coming to work. Always repeating yourself on, always keeping the mission and the vision centerfold of everything, I think is key. This is the Business Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Edwin Frondoso. Welcome. Thank you for taking the time to join me today. I really appreciate your time. How are you doing today? I'm super excited to share this conversation that I had as I had the pleasure of speaking with Simon Farang, CEO and founder of Tractic Software Inc., which is the number one security workforce management software worldwide. In just over five years, he has grown Tractic into an international operation, servicing hundreds of clients and hundreds of thousands of facilities across the globe. In our conversation, we discuss his plans on how to grow his business through innovation and investing in employees who understand their organization's mission. We actually take a deep dive on how he transitioned from a technical role to one of a business leadership role. And lastly, Simon talks about focusing on the collaboration between the different areas within the company. Today's podcast is brought to you by True Shield Insurance, Canada's most trusted insurer for entrepreneurs and small businesses. I'd like to take this time to thank all of you for your support. I really love hearing from you and also getting feedback and comments. This is the latest one from Emily on Apple Podcasts, and they write, Edwin has some great guests interviewed under his podcast belt. Great for entrepreneurs and leaders of so many kinds of organizations of so many industries. He's down to earth as well. I love it. Thank you so much, Emily. I really appreciate you. When you have a minute, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast. But without further ado, here we go. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast, Simon. Thank you. Well, Happy thank to be you. Here. Oh, I'm super happy, super excited that you took the time to join us today. But Simon, can you start off by introducing yourself to our listeners today? If you could tell us who you are and what you like to do when you're not growing or leading businesses. Great. Um, my name is Simon Ferrang. I'm the CEO of Tractic Software, but I'm also the father of the two young angels, uh, Alex and Ella. Um, and of course, and also, I'm also learning to uh, fly small planes. Um, little uh, objective I put to myself for, uh, you know, it was a childhood dream. And now I'm, you know, started my classes a, f- a few months ago. It's hard with the time, but uh, in a few months, I'll be uh, ready to fly my own little plane. Oh, wow. That's super exciting. Are you, uh, for flying a plane, are you looking at it as a hobby or are you looking to really do like trips with it as well? 
Uh, no, as a, a hobby, but to do trip as well. So um, uh, my girlfriend loves to travel and, uh, you know, travel brought a lot to, to my life. So be able to uh, take, uh, take, take the, the girlfriend, take the two kids, be able to, you know, fly and go like, you know, hey, let's go have breakfast in, uh, in Nova Scotia or uh, let's go have a breakfast in, uh, you know, like in New York. So uh, that's going to be a, a pretty nice little uh, weekend projects that we'll be able to do with the family. Yeah, and unique. Amazing. Well, be sure to... Be sure to let me know. I mean, I'm always looking for a trip. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, Simon, can you uh, start by telling us about your company, Tractic? Um, tell us your current role, some of your responsibilities, and if possible, what are your what are your current goals that you're trying to accomplish over the next, uh, let's say, six to twelve months? Great. So, Tractic, we're uh, a software company. So, our mission is to build better softwares that'll, that allow our clients to run smarter businesses. Uh, right now, we're really focused on uh, a vertical market from this uh, physical security industry. And we provide them with, you know, an end-to-end solution so they can uh, better run the business. So, for us, I think in the next, two, uh, two, in the next uh, six to 12 months, um, like my personal mission, if you want, uh, across a company that we're still growing, is to really drive the innovation to the next level and uh, bring the business, uh, you know, we've been, I don't, I don't say we're a startup anymore, we're a scale up. So we want to bring the, the business to the next phase of growth. That means that you need to have the right people in place. So uh, investing a lot of our, in our employees, be able to, for every employee to understand our mission, to deeply understand our mission, I would say. Um, so that's going to be my, 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 uh, my next responsibilities in the next six to 12 months. Well, I mean, let's talk about that because I know when I looked at your background, Simon, um, you come from an engineering background and I'm also an engineer as well. So I'd love it if you could share maybe some of the difficult decisions or or how that transition is for you to maybe get a step away from technology or development or engineering type work and allows you to to grow your business and also become better business leader. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's not really a decision, but it's mainly a challenge that I'm still living through. Is you know, like uh, as you grow, you know, when you go from ten to fifty to a hundred to hundred fifty employees, um, you know, you have to evolve in the role of a CEO. So, um, I mean, the business we were six years ago when I started, I was alone, and where we are today is evolving rapidly with with, with our growth. So. You know, being able to evolve myself in the role of the CEO and, and the change of responsibility, the more layers we're adding in terms of reporting and and um, trying to keep a focus on what I think is the most important thing, which is innovation and solving our client problems. So uh, if, if, if you look at, you know, I started the, build, uh, the, the business by uh, really listening to our clients' pains and um, I was able to re- quickly produce a solution, get it out there and uh, work, work, work with them until they were like fully satisfied. Mm-hmm. Now there's more layers, you know, and, but keeping that uh, and that, that client focus, if you want, um, and growing the company with that, with that company value of like always solving, solving, solving problems for our clients is, uh, is always the biggest challenge as we grow. Um, so as you grow a company, you're diluting, you know, if you added, say, 25 employees this month, which is a big percentage of our employees, let's say, well, you're diluting the understanding of the mission. You're, you're mm-hmm. diluting the understanding of the vision. You're, you're diluting also the knowledge, the culture, the company values. 
So always try to bring that up to what, what it should be is, uh, is a, a constant uh, challenge. Um, so, of course, understanding that is, is, is the first step and being able to, you know, um, always go back and, you know, re- reiterate the mission statement all the time, you know, really make them understand what the outcome should be from, uh, from, uh, from, from what we're doing. Yeah. So talk to me about that. Cause I know you mentioned this is personal mission for you, not only to hire amazing people, bring amazing folks into the organization, but reiterating that culture, right? Like we're not taught about culture and as amazing business leaders, it's your job to keep that intact. So what are some of the strategies or activities that you're doing right now that allow you to reiterate um, that, in, that um, focus on clients? Um, I think um, by fo- like, f- from my understanding and, um, and what I've seen is that if people truly and deeply understand the vision and your mission, mm-hmm. okay, they will feel the motivation. They will feel the purpose of coming to work. So um, in the last in the last few months, you know, we we relaunch our, our, our mission statement. We are doing you know um, lunch and learns uh, almost every 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 lunch on different topics. But you know, we're talking and reteaching everybody like what our value proposition is and how our clients benefit from us. So we need to like invent like the culture when you started, you know, like you say, Oh yeah, I'm going to put a ping pong table. People will have fun, but that's not what it is for me. The culture also entitles of like wanting to make a difference for clients, um, being passionate about what we're doing. So, um, always repeating yourself on always keeping the mission and the vision cent- centerfold of everything I think is key. Of course, from, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think we want to work hard and play hard like everyone, everybody. So we have a uh, many, many activities that we do across the year. So we just did, uh, two weeks ago, we invited um, the entire company at her, uh, uh, up north and, and, um, and when we did a summer chill party with a lake, people were having fun, dancing, singing, you know, and, and, and mix them, mix them together as mm-hmm. you grow and around, um, you know, having people speak with the different departments. Uh, with uh, peers that they no, not normally speak to on a regular basis really helps bring those connections in the company. And I think the culture, uh, the, the, the culture also is driven by the people that are in the company. And a lot of the times you're going to see, um, you know, people, don't, the culture doesn't come from the top. It comes from everywhere. And employees that come in, if they're looking to have a pre-made uh, all-you-can-eat culture, mm-hmm. well, they're part of the culture. They made the culture as well. So for us, uh, you know, it's as you grow and the people change, the people that were driving the culture, you always have those, those culture, uh, those culture birds that always drive it. But as you add more people, uh, new type of activities can, can come in, uh, new, new type of new groups of people that hang out together are coming. So keeping them as a big family. Every month we have our family reunion where it's not, uh, it's not on, we're not talking about business objective. We're talking about the people birthdays, uh, announcements, um, we have a chat pro a tap program where people can, you know, like uh, nominate people that have made a difference in the company. So it's like, we see like, so we do those small awards every money. So people, uh, receive prizes by their peers. So it's mm-hmm. a group of multiple things. I think at this, at this, the size where we are, that really makes a culture. 
But I think the most important thing is that culture doesn't, doesn't start from the top. It starts with the people that are part of the company. That's great. Um, for you, Simon, and you mentioned it as a, as a CEO changing from 10 employees to 50 to 100, and you're continuing, continuing to learn and grow. I'm wondering what, uh, what do you do or how do you learn um, these new skills that you need as, as the company scales up? I think the, the key here um, and what, what has been key for me is really listening to feedback from my peers, the board, people around you. You know, as you're, uh, you're, you're sometimes you feel alone at the top, people report to you, you know, sometimes they want to filter what the information, sometimes you're going to do something and then it might have an imp- a negative impact on the company itself. So I, um, I believe, uh, I believe I've opened communication channels and feedback channels. So people don't feel scared to tell me, Hey, by the way, I don't think that was right. I think uh, you should bring it this way. So for me is con- continually listening to feedbacks from my peers, you know, like uh, getting advice from my board members, which are experienced entrepreneurs, getting feedbacks from uh, our clients as well. So, and understanding that the reality of each one of the people in the company, as we, you know, when you were 10 people, 15 people, you're all in the same room. So you can feel the vibe. You can feel mm-hmm. your impact that you have. But as you, as you grow, everybody lives in their own reality. And, and, and I, th- I believe like spending time in every department and looking at, you know, what their reality is and what their challenge are and trying to, you know, drive changes to make it better. How often are you checking in or sitting with these different groups now, Simon? Uh, I'll be, uh, in, the, in the last, in the last months, I've been like uh, mainly sitting with, uh, you know, the product team, uh, the solution team and the development team. Mm-hmm. Uh, l- uh, last week I spent more time with, uh, also the sales team. Uh, so I'm always, I don't have an official closed door office. I always sit a bit everywhere in the company, unless I have like, like, you know, big, uh, big meetings, board meetings, things like that. I will, I will use a room, but I made a, I make a point to be on the ground with everybody. And so I'm going to go sit down with support a week. I'm going to go sit down with, I you know, a development team working on a project. I'm going to sit down a bit with, uh, with solution, try to help them, you know, onboard clients faster. So uh, being part and being present in the different, the different places um, really helps. I, I believe, you know, people see that you're there and you're actually contributing. You're not just this, this leader, this leader in, in an office that's not doing anything. Oh, cool. Uh, so, so you actually sit there in the trenches uh, every so often on, di- on different parts. But you're not answering support tickets anymore, are you, Simon? I'm not answering support tickets. <laughs> However, I'm making sure that support is equipped to and as a, the I'm, I'm making sure that support as a support of the development and engineering team yes right so it's easy for it's easy for any department in the company to feel that they were working in a silo and then people are not working with them so making sure that people are working together in the same objective uh, is really really important especially when you're growing no for sure and when your company grows and i'm sure y- this is something that you've been learning is identifying people with a a knack for leadership. So as you bring in people or assign them with new roles and responsibilities, do you have any advice that you give to people who are, who are going into a leadership position for the first time? Um, I just had a pretty interesting round table with other CEOs um, 
at uh, Interview Capital event, and that was that was a big topic right now. Mm-hmm. So managers, like could be directors, managers, VPs, and all that. So the the question I always come back is: Do you want to grow people internally or bring people in? Um, everybody seems to say, well, it's so much better to like grow up people that are currently in the business. And what came out of this, and this is something we're actually on right now, is that when you're growing up somebody into a leadership position, you need to invest in their mentorship. You need mm-hmm. to have them coaches. So uh, one, one of the, um, the things I heard that, that struck me is like, is like it, you can feel really alone if you're, let's say, in a, in a transition, let's say you're doing a, you know, a specific role and then you have just become a director. It's like you are not born a manager. You are made a manager. And this is very, very important. And we, we, we understood that, you know, like we, we, we were, we're, we're taking action on it right now. So everybody that gets promoted inside a company will get some coaching and, and not coaching from internal, external coaching. They'll be able to have a coach to help them and follow them on a week to week basis until they feel that they're equipped to, uh, in that, in that management position. So uh, of course, and, and what's hard in our stage, I would say is bring people from, from the outside, from a, let's say, a, a mid-management position is we are a scale-up. So a scale-up is you're not a startup anymore, so you have process in place. You're not yet this fully big machine company that, you know, is like um, people are numbers and all that. So we are in the middle. So the people that we, want, we need to bring into that middle management positions are people that are, will bring us to the next level. It's people that will work with us to organize their builders, right? They're people that are going to build the department that they're going to, you know, change the process. They're going to find like the lowing fruits and fix them. They're going to like rethink the structure. So some of the, some, some people, when they join this, you know, this fast growing companies like ours, some people are more comfortable than the startup freely, you know, that some people are more comfortable in this very structured, um, um, you know, uh, uh, business. So we are in the middle of that. So it's finding those builders and investing in the people that uh, have been loyal to the company, that have capacities and skills to become a manager, but investing in them as well with coaching. Hey there, how are you? Enjoying this conversation that I'm having with Simon. Before getting back to the conversation, I'd like to take this time to say thank you to my episode sponsor, True Shield Insurance. Canada's most trusted insurer for entrepreneurs and small businesses, TrueShield not only will help educate you on the risks of your businesses, but also provide unique solutions, including the ability to purchase your insurance directly online. Simply go to TrueShield.ca, answer a few questions, and get a quote which you can purchase. Let TrueShield help protect what you've worked so hard to build. Now let's get back to the conversation that I'm having with Simon. As you identify these leaders, are there something specific that you're looking for with within these within these people, and 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 how do you how do you recognize it right away? Um, I think is uh, the it's people that want like this people that really really care about the outcome. So people that are going to see a problem are going to be able to go in problem solving mode and get it get it fixed. So uh, I think the uh, the sense of ownership, mm-hmm. one of our value is is very very important. So bringing a, 
like we like somebody that's doing it, like some some employees that we have like they're amazing people they, they're good doers they do they do a tremendous excellent job but they don't want they don't have like when when, when it's six uh, five thirty five five thirty six six p.m depending on who you're talking to mm-hmm. um they want to go home they want to get to their life right so um so these type of people don't want to be managers so it's, it's pretty obvious um but they're still very very important employees for um and contributing to the overall mission now you have another type of employees i would say that you know been proven cheerleader of the company when there's a problem they bring a solution they work they're able to work with and collaborate with other departments with other people in the team to be able to get it resolved so this is the most important um the most important uh, attribute if, if you want from uh, from somebody that wants to grow inside inside tactic oh, that's great and i'm wondering from your point of view simon this type of person that cares problem solving has ownership on not only their role um, with the client's well-being in the companies. Is this something, have you seen this something that this could be trained or is this just something innate in some people? Um, I think you, I, I think there's, there's a sense of ownership that you cannot be trained on. You know, it's like, uh, excuse me, the expression, but like some, somebody that, that gives a shit, right? Mm-hmm. So, this is a this is there's there's the people that really 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 have this ownership and wants to get it done you know and they, they see this as a career opportunity other people like i mentioned not necessarily but it's like it, it like they're not just not fitted to go to the next level from a management management position but still providing a lot of value and you touched upon mentorship coaching simon i'm wondering if you can name a person in your life who had a tremendous impact on you as as an entrepreneur, as a business leader, manager. It could be anyone. Um, maybe they mentored you, or maybe you know them, or you don't know them. Is there anything who anyone who comes to mind? Um, I have many people. I would say along the journey, uh, the ones that comes to mind is you know as I started. Had a chance of having an angel investor as that, that is now a friend to get me through the uh, startup phase, if you want. Uh, so his name is Adrian Showers, the CEO of uh, another great company called Alaya Care. So has been, his, I think it's he's on his third business. He's been uh, you know uh, on the board since the beginning. Uh, it was really helpful for me to get that person, and uh, as it's it was new for me, it was it's my it's my first business, uh, and I'm not from a management uh, background, so. As we went through the different challenges of growing a business, he was always there to give like really sound advice on what what, what is the best the best thing to do in those those ones. As so, and you know, we also had a chance. You know, we have a great partners, investors in a company, and um, through their network and some some events that they organize, I'd say I had the blessing to getting connected to many many other CEOs that are in companies that have more revenue than us to the next phase. And these moments, every sentence they would pronounce, every 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 sentence they would pronounce, every word, every challenge that they spoke about, that that like was really really important for me. And every time I go to those events and I meet with other CEOs, and sometimes it's, um, you know, just a roundtable, just like you know, regular like happy hours and like but speaking and and and, and comparing notes if you want on mm-hmm. some of those growing pains uh, and what is what is terrific 
versus what is, oh, this is, this is, this is a problem. So like, that's very, very helpful for me because they've lived through it, been there, done that as, is is the most, the, the, the best mentorship you can get and the best advice you can get. That's great. Simon, is there anything that you are reading at the moment? Uh, not at the moment. Right now, I'm I'm a I'm a reading on natural language parsing, parsing which is <laughs> that sounds it's technical. Not, it's not necessarily um, from a uh, it's a bit of out of context. However, I think my last book uh, was a "Start with a Why" by Simon Sinek. Okay. So, um, I really connect with everything he's saying. Um, for me, it's like, I don't know, I, I live and breathe, uh, this, this, this philosophy. Um, and especially like, as I mentioned earlier, as we grow a team, we, we need to make sure everybody grasps our mission and what we're doing. Being, um, a systems guy, an engineering guy, I'm, I'm, I'm always curious to find out what, uh, what people are doing right now as they improve as a business leader and and maybe even from you, I was a little excited to ask being having an engineering background is if you have any new productivity hacks or systems that, uh, that you have recently learned, Simon, that maybe implemented and and, and it's helping you right now. Um, Yeah. I think from a leadership perspective, um, I've, uh, I've, I've kind of like changed away the way I'm like talking about the vision and the way I'm like breaking in pieces of different tasks that needs to be done, let's say from a product point of view. So what I do now is I spend twice as much time focusing on the result and the outcome and the why that what we need to accomplish. And my thinking around that is that if everyone in the company can project themselves at the finish line mm-hmm. of what we're trying to accomplish, they will achieve better results. I like to give the analogy of a puzzle. So it's so much easier when you when you when you have the box with the image, right? Yes. <laughs> so the box is the vision. The pieces are the task. So if you just people receive pieces of puzzles, but they don't understand what the overall box, what the overall vision is, it's going to be hard for them. But if they clearly see what it's going to look like at the end and what the results going to be for and the value for a client or the value for the business going to be, as they execute those tasks. They always stress this, the fact that we have to go there. And that, allow, and that also drives collaboration between different silos that might maybe created in the company. So for me, that's been a game changer uh, because now I can freely talk, you know, talk about where we want to go. What, let's say if we talk from a product perspective, what's going to be the value for, for a client? What's going to change in a client, in his client, our client's life? Oh, how it's going to help them run better businesses. And now I focus on the why and now slowly, but slowly I'm letting people, you know, take full control on the how, as long as we get to the why. So this, this, this for me was game changer uh, and coming from a very hands on and, uh, you know, engineering background, you know, from idea to prototype to uh, go live and, you know, in, in a week when I was starting to, yes. to that. So, so this this does a couple of things. The first thing it does is that it reduces the number of time waste. So if people, somebody doesn't understand something and start to do a project, but doesn't understand the overall picture, they will end up going in the wrong direction regardless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe 25%, 30% of their time or their work will be trashed in the toilet. 
And this is really a demotivation for the employees. But now, with having a clear vision of the outcome from the start, then they always keep the eye and then you reduce your time waste. That's great. And I just wanted to clarify because you started off saying that you spend twice as much time now um, thinking about um, planning, visualizing the results and, and twice as much time as I'm assuming the implementation or doing the work or having the meeting, I guess, right? Yeah. So, um, so, so like what I, re- what I realized is that um, to, to scale, to be able to achieve my vision, I, I need the people. Mm-hmm. And when you start and you're like one, I was one engineer for a while, you know, so, uh, but not, but now like I need the team, but I need a team to focus on the right thing. So uh, spending more time, like understanding what we're trying to accomplish, step one. Now, if somebody's not sure on the how, which is step two, the how, well, spending as much time as you want with them to guide them to come to, a, to that solution. And then, yeah, it seems like more timely to spend more time with the different people. But then after that, you get to the result much faster. So that's been uh, very helpful. So, um, you know, investing time in the people that report to you to make sure that they're going in the right direction. And at the end, what happens is that at one point, like you just, you know, throw the vision out there and then they get it executed. That's great. And I really appreciate you sharing your analogy of the puzzle. That's, that's great. I might actually have to post that on social media <laughs> and tag <laughs> you, Simon. That's so awesome. Um, <laughs> fun question, Simon. If I were to ask any of your team members, it could be past or present, your colleagues, board members, what's the best leadership quality that you possess? What would they say? Um, I think what's going to come out is probably um, my passion about solving your client problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you know, it's, it's pretty much one of our company values a lot. Like most people in the company are very, very passionate people. Um, so that's, I think is the, what co- would come up. That's great. So what else is going on, Simon? Do you have any other, obviously you're, it sounds like you're pretty busy between business, flying planes and having, <laughs> and having, having two young kids, but do you Fly, have any fly planes? Not yet. Yeah. yeah, not yeah trying, trying, <laughs> learning, learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do you have any other special projects, initiatives, something fun that you're, uh, that you're really excited about? Well, we're kind of reinventing our product. So, um, so I started a business like six years ago and you, you know, from a technology background, so you probably know Mm -hmm. uh, six years in technology years, like a hundred years in dog's years, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) uh, So there's, um, you know, the user experience, the new like uh, front end designs have evolved so much. And now, you know, with all those great reactive and, um, uh, front end framework, you can build like so much better user experience. And of course, with all the machine learning, uh, tools available right now. So we're now actually re- reinventing ourselves and, 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 and really focusing on three value proper clients and building great new modules. that's going to make a huge difference for our clients. Things like, um, you know, natural query language. Uh, this is one of them, one of them. So you can ask questions about your data. We, we collect so much data for clients, but, uh, we need a way to give them better insights. So we're working on, um, uh, data insight tool that will, you know, give them all the answers they need to know to better run their business. We're also looking at everything that's uh, all the manual tasks that you would do in our system or without our system. So we studied every process that those, 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 uh, this vertical market uh, clients are doing for every role that they have. And now we're, we're going to be focusing on 
automating some of those processes, mm-hmm. trying to remove many human, as many a human intervention as, as 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 we can by you know workflow engines, automation, machine learning, uh, decision matrix, and that's gonna imp- that's gonna impact our clients. Uh, bottom line so much they'll be able to do way more with le- uh, less so there'll be and i think where what our objective is what, what, what the puzzle box is right now is i want everyone of my clients to be able to double their business by keeping the same overhead costs so let's say you have i don't know 50 admins that manage 400 500 employees i want you to go to double of that without having to add more people at the top so and now, like we have a clear path to really optimize the internal process of our clients, and 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 if we can achieve that, our clients are going to love us. And if they love us, sales will go good. The company is going to grow and, and all that. So, yeah, that's amazing. That's, I mean, for me, I'm totally geeked out on that type of stuff as things evolve. And yeah, six years is light years away when it comes to technology, especially with, especially with web technologies. Um, <laughs> Simon, before we end, I'd love to get maybe some final thoughts from you, observa- observations, ideally some type of action, actionable items that you can share with uh, the growing business leader who's listening, who's listening today. Um, I think I would say be humble. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very important as a leader as you grow and you you go from one phase to the other. Like nobody's expecting you to be the perfect CEO at every stage. That's right. And I think it would be impossible. So keeping being humble and like listening to your peer feedback and creating those this, this layers will allow you to, you know, evolve into the next phase of your role. And I think the most important one as well is uh, as you grow a business and it's easy to keep to, to, to lose focus on your mission. It's easy to like spend more time now doing, you know, working on the office or, um, you know, li- living your CEO life and uh, like trying to get some notoriety. But really the only reason you are leading a company is because there's clients out there there's employees working hard to execute that mission. So if you, lo- if you, if, if you lose track of that mission, mm-hmm. the company's going to die. That's Always great. keep your eyes on the ball. I like that. To close, yeah, to close, Simon, can you tell us where we could find more information about you, your company, or anything else you'd like to share with us today? Um, yeah, you can, of course, uh, tractic, tractic.com, T-R-A-C-K-T-I-K.com. Mm-hmm. And if you're uh, looking for your next job opportunity, tractic.com slash careers. We have many roles open, of course. Um, so we're excited for the next uh, next couple of phase. Um, it's going to be an interesting next 12 months for sure. That's amazing. And we'll definitely post uh, those websites, those links on the episode webpage. But Simon, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast. My pleasure. That's it, Biz Leaders. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast. This was episode 122 with Simon Farang. If you want to learn more about Simon, track tick software inc or anything else we discussed, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 122. Please join me on my private Facebook group where I will discuss this episode 
answer your questions, and connect you with other like-minded business leaders. A simple search for Business Leadership Group directly in Facebook. And once again, thank you for today's sponsor, True Shield Insurance, Canada's most trusted insurer for entrepreneurs and small businesses. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe, rate, and comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to the podcast today. Thank you again. Edwin signing off. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com. Help me.